everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. Today we are on episode 11 and we are on our way to the San Blas Islands and I have a really good feeling about today. I think you're really going to love it. Um, the excitement I felt before I went to these islands was <gasps> incomparable. Well, you know, I was obviously stoked when I went to Antarctica and the Galapagos but like going to these islands I was like oh my god it's like a place you know when you dream about paradise it's like that absolutely serene untouched islands untouched yeah nature coral reefs indigenous communities this is what drew me to them and also like you know, when we look at indigenous people and how they live, like I always find that so fascinating because I don't believe that in the Western world we're living in a in an optimal way for us to function, if you get me. Like there's a lot of ill health and disease and stress and anxiety and depression. And when I visit these communities, like who you know I've said before who live in nature and and they kind of are fully functional themselves and sustainable like I look at them and I'm like you know they're content and they're happy and they have all they need there's no there's no rat race or there's no like constantly seeking attention and approval and buying and consuming and never feeling good enough so that is one thing that really intrigues me about these communities and I also visited one in Asia as well um, you might have seen it online, you know, the the neck braces that they wear. I'm trying to remember the tribe's name, but it was in Thailand. And that was very interesting as well to visit them. So I've always been very drawn to these indigenous communities because I really think they can teach us a lot about living um, optimally, you know. So let's get going. Before we begin... I just want to say a big thank you to the patrons. I actually got in the post the most gorgeous card and loveliest words of encouragement and just passion for what I'm doing and a token inside for me to, you know, buy my seeds and yeah, and and keep working on this. So I just want to say thank you to Anne for that. And this obviously was a gift to me. I guess just to bring a bit of clarity, the reason I've set up the Patreon is to generate an income. So many people might have sponsors for podcasts where they would be paid, whereas I don't. So I've set up the Patreon to allow me to work on this. And I guess it's up to you, the listener, to contribute and for me to get paid for the work and to be able to live and yeah survive so if you are getting something from this and you would like to see my podcast continue and my messages to be heard I would so appreciate um you becoming a patreon and as always I say if it's two euros it's two euros if it's five euros that's amazing but it's up to you really how much value you're getting from it and I kind of always say like you know if we were to meet up for a little coffee or you know a biscuit cake I don't know like and you were to say thank you for the the podcasts then do you know just work it out that way but 
I really appreciate all of you who are supporting me and yeah it's allowing me to do this otherwise I I wouldn't be able to do this so if you do want to give back then it's just the Patreon website slash catch Kate or catch caught in Oscoelga um, but the links are all online on my Instagram on my Facebook and all of that without further ado let's get going on our amazing sensational sandblast adventure so last week if you were with me we were in Panama City and I suppose I had been gauging the dates of the boats and the companies and watching that for a while before I actually set off and you know for me I always say it like the cities are very mm, they're not my thing so I was kind of like I want to get out of here soon <laughs> so I was checking up all the companies online the best offers the best you know because it is expensive you know and it's funny like I, I actually recall when I put all the photos up on Facebook at the time people were like oh my god how much was it how much was it you know um but they range like you know I think if I think back now I think they're around the $500 mark or more maybe depending on the size of the boat depending on the cabin you know your dot your room or whatever toilets access catamaran you know it all depends um because obviously you can go on a big party boat and like not sleep for a week and have you know open rooms and all of that and yeah and you might pay like less but then you might pay more for a boat that is um you know more quieter like and more kind of responsible people on the boat <laughs> I'm saying this I sound like an old granny but like this is just the way I prefer it I'm not like I didn't want to party every night for the week so like I chose a boat that was uh it was a catamaran and there was about I'd say 12 of us on the boat and there was the captain and then the first maid and then there was one other guy in the kitchen and I tell you what I actually ended up working on the boat knowing me like I like I used to go to places and hostels and all that and I used to end up working like I don't know maybe there was just a thing in me I was like I think I should work here but yeah I'm all about the experience and learning so I really wanted to learn sailing and I was like I'll help you and I've no problem on the boats and the waves so they were like grand job join the crew so it was great fun anyway I'll tell you about that in a minute so I chose my voyage and I got a taxi kind of bus from Panama City out to the coast the east coast to a port town called Colon and I remember like I was actually quite nervous before getting the before going sailing because they had like this list of things that we should bring and we should be ready for because when you're in the open sea and there's no land like you really have to be ready do you know because we didn't have showers for a week you know you're limited in terms of especially on these islands because as I said they're indigenous communities there's no like shops or wi-fi or you know what I mean so you have to be ready to leave the the normal world to go to the other world kind of you know so yeah you just have to have everything ready like you know some people had like boxes of baby wipes and all sorts just because when you don't have showers and things like that you kind of want 
and, and you don't know as well if there's going to be a rainfall you know depending on the season in the Caribbean sometimes you get super heavy rainfall and you know your your stuff might get wet or you know so you have to kind of keep all the luggage like in the cabin then in certain kind of storage areas so yeah there's a lot of preparation beforehand but it is 100% worth it so yeah we took the taxi cab to the port and we had one stop at one shop before we got on the boat and they were like get everything you need drinks food like snacks all the bits and bobs sun cream um snorkel gear if you want it all those bits because once you get on the boat you're not gonna have anything until you get to Colombia and yeah so like you know you're like oh my god what do I get do I need like chocolate do I need like do I need like this drink do I need like that drink oh my god what if this you know <laughs> but you know for me like being a regular backpacker I was just like look sure we'll be grand get a few chocolate bars a few crisps and if we run out we run out um but yeah so that was that and we got over to the port and I saw our boat and I was like oh my god it's mint and then the guys helped us on it was really lovely they were like taking our hands and taking our bags I was like oh okay take my bag you know because you know backpacking as well like and I was carrying like you know 25 kgs all around Central America all around South America everywhere not really Antarctica because I left the gear and the you can't actually bring your gear out onto the islands but it was hard for me like you know lugging around stuff like you know I never showed that online but it was actually very hard and heavy and at times I was just because I'm very adapted to the cold climate as well like at, at times I was just like I'm actually going to die with the heat or I'm going to pass out because it's just so hot in some of those places especially the Caribbean like and the equator line it just it knock you out the heat you know like that's why they have siesta and I'm going off the point now but just I learned something really cool that basically the fairer your hair or your head the more vitamin d you absorb or the more light so like that's why I think at times I was like I'm actually going to pass out because like I've no I like that's why they say wear a hat because obviously I wasn't reflecting back the heat you know and I was soaking it all up at times and yeah but anyway that's just a lesson for people wear a hat so you don't pass out but um yeah it was just nice that the guys were lifting our bags and you know they were pure gentlemen so that was lovely so anyway we got on the boat and then they were showing us all our rooms and there was loads of couples it was actually like three couples or something super lovely people and then there was a group of three from Sweden they had their own and then I met a girl from Finland and we ended up oh wait there was one more girl from Germany I think but me the Finnish girl, myself, and the German girl actually shared a room ourselves. And it was just amazing. And like you kind of have to be ready for that as well. Like if you want to pay a less price, which is what I did, you like they tell you like, oh, you're getting a shared bed. So and I was like, well, like, would it be a female or what? Like, or is it a male? Because like, you don't know what you'd be. I think that's what made me nervous as well, because I was like, who am I going to be sleeping with for the week? Like, do they snore? Are they going to like, you know, roll over on me <laughs> you don't know like you know that song like there was three in the bed and the lit like you'd be thinking like oh my god because the boat the boat is moving all the time as well like and the boat be going up and down like so you're like am I going to be crushed or am I going to roll over on them and kill them <laughs> no it, it was all grand though it was perfectly fine and then they were all on about seasickness and all that and I was like look I'll be grand and, and the funniest thing was I was the only person 
to not take tablets with the captain everybody else took the tablets and the um and the like the sailor one of the other sailors and the guy in the kitchen and I didn't and the captain said you need to take them like you know there's going to be big swells crossing the open sea and I was like I don't need them like I'm I, like I'm always out in the Atlantic like I love waves and he was like no he was like you don't get it like you need to take them and I was like I'm not taking them <laughs> I was so stubborn like because I don't take medication I was like I'm not taking well unless I'm you know in a like seriously critically going to you know die or something but I was like I'm not taking that tablet I can do this you know and then they were like fine um but it was funny because me and him then because everybody actually passed out like in their beds and yeah one girl was getting really badly sick it was so bad you know and then you just smell you know I won't say the word but you get the smells around the boat then you know poor people and I kind of offered my help then in the kitchen and that I guess that's why I kind of started working there because I thought look I'm I'm well able and they might need a hand as well if people are getting sick and not feeling good so yeah it was all part of the adventure sure I love it and I even spent some of the nights on duty uh at the at the back of the ship or at the front wherever ship I mean the boat the catamaran it's not a ship at all but um, yeah, it was great. So we used to do night duty and then you'd be able to see all the night animals and oh, it was just amazing. So anyways, I'm just so excited about this episode because I, I literally, oh, I was so excited getting on the boat and then we got our bedroom. So as I said, there was three of us in the room and I'll give you an overview. Basically, we spent about six days crossing. So we spent the first three days visiting islands so the San Blas Islands and then the last two days or so we spent crossing the open ocean um, to arrive in Cartagena in Colombia. So they say actually that there's an island for every day of the year. There's around 370 or 80 islands uh, of the Kunagala. So the Kunagala are the people of these islands Yet they only inhabit about 50 of them. So can you imagine in your mind right now how many are actually uninhabited, untouched lands? But they actually say that there is um, a caretaker who does go around and visit the other islands just to make sure like, you know, they're okay. And, you know, because I suppose as well, you know, you've crossings of the drug trade. And when there's land masses or, you know, as I spoke before in another podcast, the from south up to Central America or even into the US, you know, there's a there's a trafficking route. So at times, I think in the past, there might have been, you know, things going on in the islands. So I guess it makes sense for a caretaker to be going around to the islands to make sure that everything is safe and everything is, yeah, in control. But as well, they were saying that the coconut trees, that like the land is kind of shared amongst them. And then the coconut trees, like, certain people own certain trees and stuff as this is like one of the main kind of um staples there you know and uh, I drank some of that when I was there very lovely and you can kind of imagine you know a hammock swinging and just drinking your coconut tree drink and it's so lovely and we actually made up a game as well on one of the islands where it was like not like the olympics but we made up our own game on the island uh, using the coconuts it was so funny and there was like, I don't know, six or seven of us 
and we were like working in pairs and we'd like be holding the coconut up you know and seeing who could hold it up the longest with our arms up it was so funny and then we did other things like you know you'd be doing squats with the coconuts and then we did like um what you call that where you go under the branch it's like a dance move i actually can't remember it but you need to go under with your neck and go all the way through. We did that as well inside in the jungle. It was so much fun. So we didn't actually meet much of the Kuna Indians. Just a small few because they do kind of like, they inhabit certain islands. And then we would visit kind of islands, some that were uninhabited. And then some that might have just had like a shack or two. And I was lucky actually at the start, the captain, we stopped at the, one of the first islands where a large majority of the Kunas were living. And I was like, can I go with you? And I was so lucky because I spoke Spanish. Well, by this stage I was speaking Spanish by the time I got to Panama. And I was like, can I go with you to the island to help you? And he was like, yeah, sure, come on. So I hopped into the little speedboat with him. And basically we got to visit like a small little village and you know it's all like these shacks and yeah it was just really really interesting to see how they were living very basic and they had a school as well and I got to see some of the kids running in and out of the school and just kind of had a peek in the door and see like what was on the walls and the artwork and then like they actually don't speak uh, Spanish or English or whatever they they actually have their own language and their own customs and their own norms and they're totally an autonomous territory from Panama even though they're part of Panama but yeah it was just so interesting and very unique experience and they did tell us before and they were like look just be kind of cautious of the way you're acting because they're not really used to tourists and you know just to be to be mindful like of them because you can imagine people who never see outsiders and you know they've protected territories between them so yeah I would say that to anybody who does go and visit indigenous communities that you must be really mindful that they're not going to be thinking the same way as you and yeah but it's a beautiful experience and the islands are a very virgin area because they're not really affected by mass tourism. Like the sailboats come in there and, you know, you might get to visit a few islands, but there's no real influx. Like you wouldn't see any foreigners living in there, do you know? And I recall on one of the nights we had a barbecue in one of the huts and it was an amazing night. Um... And I got to meet some of the locals and I sat down and I talked with them and, you know, I, I was speaking Spanish with one of the dads because he actually was working in Panama City and on the island. So some of the men actually do go into Panama City and they get like work and then they might come back to the island as well, you know, with money and whatnot or maybe some things that essentials that they might need to get in the city. But so I was able to speak Spanish with him a bit and it was so interesting and he introduced me to his uh, daughter and some of the family and I kind of sat on a log outside the hut and yeah it was just it was amazing to hear about their stories and their lives and how they live and he did mention to me because he was like oh would you live here and it was so funny like guys anywhere I went people would be like do you want to live here or would you live here <laughs> people were just amazing in Latin America I don't know like they were just so lovely and 
the amount of times I got invited to live in houses like I nearly I nearly never came home because they were just so hospitable they were like do you want to stay here like you know and I'd be like oh I should maybe move on <laughs> but yeah it was lovely so anyway he said to me would you like to live here and I was like it'd be amazing like but I said you know what would I do like every day would I just dive in the coral reefs and just you know you eat dinner with the villagers every night or you know I guess at some point would you feel like oh god maybe I need an escape because if you're stuck on one island saying it's like you know half a kilometer long or something like would you go mad at some stage I don't know or would you just swim to the other 360 islands <laughs> I don't know um but yeah but he had said to me that if you wanted to live there you would have had to marry a local and then like complete some I don't know certain traditions or something like this and he did mention one girl had done that I think she was from Germany or something she had married a local and it took a really long time to actually allow her to actually go and be on the islands so yeah so it's it's actually great in that way that it's so protected and preserved the culture and it actually reminded me that like it is important that we preserve cultures you know and these people who are so in touch with nature they have so many secrets of nature that they can teach us and that we can learn from like the women there they used to call them medicine women because they had so much knowledge about the plants and how they could cure and you know there's there's so many plants and herbs that we can get outside that that are just there for us naturally to cure us of you know diseases and and all this like and and some of the women they would know how to cure the flu or you know even some were saying about AIDS that they had all these specific plants and herbs and the women were so knowledgeable that they could they were like nurses you know and it's just amazing like to look at our culture compared to that how wise they are and how much wisdom they have about not relying on the external you know pharmaceutical industries that we have all the knowledge ourselves we've just lost it and as well like the way they live say the men would go out on these kind of canoes how they go around and they would have like say one of the days we bought fish or lobsters and well we were catching our own fish as well every day but like one guy came up on a canoe and his whole canoe was just overflowing with lobsters and actually you'll see that on the video the video I have on my patreon I put up a video of the islands and I showed the guy in it selling us we us bartering with him so the sailors were like to me look you need to barter like you know so they were bartering with them to get the lobsters and, and we barbecued the lobster that night but this is their livelihood like you know the men they get up every day they go out they fish they barter they trade and that's it like it's simple it's just a simple life and they're happy so it's really lovely to see that so guys what else did I do on the islands so you can kind of think about you know the sailboat and these amazing paradise palm tree laden islands with white sand and lush jungle and we would just pull up on the sailboat anchor and kind of like just dive off the front of the boat and swim to the islands that was it you just the boat would pull up you dive off you swim onto the island you explore you get lost you you feel present like you feel present and 
you just take in all that is around you, the natural world. And I'm so intrigued by, by landscapes that are untouched by the human because so much of our planet is, you know, distorted and changed that it, it's just beautiful to see. And we got to kind of explore for hours on end these magical paradises. And some of the islands then, I don't know, we, we actually ended up meeting another boat and they had a paddleboard. So we were like, can we borrow the paddleboard? And they also had a dog. Um, so we just got on the paddleboard, me and the other girl, the Finnish girl, and we got the dog as well. And we were going all around the island with the dog. And I was like, we're going to fall. And I was like, no, no, we're not going to fall. It was so much fun. Oh, it was so much, so much fun. Like, I was like, I'd love to do that here at home. But like the beach where I live, the beach has literally got always waves. So, you know, it's a surf beach. So it's kind of like, when is there a calm day? And yeah, I probably have to buy a paddleboard as well to do that. But I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, a desire of mine because it was so lovely. Although I don't know about my dog. She's a retriever and quite energetic. I'd have to keep rubbing her like because she doesn't she doesn't like being still unless I rub her. So I don't know how that would work out. But anyways, we great crack going around the island with the dog on the paddleboard, jumping off the paddleboard and yeah, just swimming and swimming and swimming. And I we were like fish by the end of it, you know, we were like fish every day. I spent more time in the sea than on land. And I just I just love it. Like, you know, I just love the water and it really just makes you feel alive, you know, like even this morning. Oh, my God. Like. Today is actually Paddy's day if you're listening while I'm recording. But this morning I went to the beach for a surf and a swim. And like you just forget the whole world and you're just completely present. And I think that's the magic of the ocean and sports and, you know, being in a flow because you're just so present and your mind is off because most of the time the mind is so switched on. Like our world is is so fast and there's so much information that our minds never get a rest. So for me, the ocean is like, boom, stillness, presence, peace, one with everything, you know? And it's just fascinating. So these like islands had the most stunning coral reefs and we would just jump off the boat and land into like this miraculous underworld of vibrant beautiful coral sharks were there eat like uh manta rays oh my like at night you could see the manta rays it was amazing and it was just like yeah like i sometimes i don't have words to describe it like when you're when you're at the base of the ocean floor and you're just staring head on head with like marine life and and little cute vibrant fish it's just so moving like there's nowhere else I would want to be like and I really think every human being should experience that I really think they that we all should experience that connection with the natural world because you know actually very interestingly um it's actually where our species began like all the species that are here existing on the earth today it all began in the ocean on the ocean floor as bacteria you know and and what makes me laugh sometimes is people are like so against bacteria and germs and I'm like calm that down calm down because like you are actually made of bacteria like stop dettling your whole home you know like it's just I think people 
I think we've misunderstood it and I think we've been educated wrongly. Like bacteria is actually good, you know. Um, not not all of it. Like, you know, you, you get what I mean, right? But what I'm saying is like that connection with the in the coral reefs or when you're diving or exploring the marine world, I I really believe that it's your being, your essence of yourself is connecting back to its origin. Because I think we've been so changed and I don't think that we've been brought up in a society that kind of wants us to be happy a lot of it is teaching you to want more and want more and never have enough and that's not healthy like it's not so what I would say to you if you can and you feel the desire go into the ocean any kind of water body and if you can even get into snorkeling or diving or anything like that with the water I promise you it's going to bring you so much joy even at first if you're a little bit afraid it's okay because after a few times you'll get used to it again um yeah and I think it's a beautiful thing when you experience that connection with your true being and, and the mind shuts off it's a magical moment and and so many people are robbed of joy so Please get yourself in the water and experience the bliss and the joy that is available to you. Okay, guys, some other things I did on the island. We had a barbecue night, as I said, in one of the huts and we had some of the locals around and we had the most amazing dinner. Oh, my God. If I remember it now, I'll start drooling. We had coconut rice. Oh, my God. Like freshly made. We had barbecued lobster. Oh, my God. Like drool. And oh, just like... I can't even explain the food we had. It was so good and everything was fresh. Pineapples, melons, everything was just completely fresh. Oh, like, stop. Like, I can't. I'm going to have to eat now, guys. Anyways, I'm going to carry on. Uh, what else did we have? We had the paddle boarding. We also had volleyball. So we actually ventured to one island and there was a volleyball net. Really cool and the dog joined us as well and we were all playing volleyball and yeah it was really cool right because this guy came up on a little boat and I was like hi and he looked like he looked European like and I was like hi yeah and he's like yeah we just started talking like and, and I was like oh you're on your own and he was like yeah I've just sailed the Atlantic and I was like what what and he's like yeah I just sailed over by myself and I was like what tell me more like what how did you get here where where, how did you survive the Atlantic crossing and oh it was just amazing to hear his story and he had come down from I think he said he had come from Spain and yeah he, he arrived himself and I said you know was it hard being on your own the whole way and he said look do you know what I can manage the boat myself he was like it's just at times I think it took him just under three weeks to cross he said just at times it would have been nice to talk to somebody and you know yourself guys like the last year isolation and all that like we need people like we're social creatures we need people and as much of an introvert that I am like I still need to meet people (laughs) but like he kind of like yeah I was just I admired his courage like and his bravery to do that on his own and he was going to go around to all the islands and I said to him look do you want to play volleyball with us and you know get a bit of get a bit of fun going so he joined in with the volleyball then and sure we had a great evening um 
it was just amazing like to be that active every day and just exploring and diving and having our little Olympic kind of paradise games and yeah just a beautiful adventure and I would advise if you can ever visit there like you got to take it and you know what the really funny thing is guys when I got to Colombia in the end of the trip like I was literally feeling um withdrawals or something it was like it was like I was pumped with um so much like happy chemicals you know like I was just it was like just so much happiness every day I was so happy every day that when I got into Colombia then I was like oh my god like oh my god like that was amazing like how amazing was that you know but this is the joy of travel like you go through waves and this is life you go through waves you have all this happiness and joy and it's amazing and you ride the waves and the next thing you're like oh back to normality you know it's kind of like you really have to you really have to enjoy when the good times are rolling you know and when the bad times are rolling you just ride them out and you think like you know good times are coming again and that's life that's waves so yeah it was amazing and then the Finnish girl I I stayed with her for a bit in Colombia we stayed together for a couple of weeks she was so lovely um and we're still in touch um so that's really lovely to continue that friendship and I kept saying to her just stay in Colombia with me just stay here and she was like no I have to go home and I was like don't go back and I was telling like some of the Colombians and one of the guys I was saying tell her don't go home she's not allowed to go to Finland she must stay here you know and it was so funny because when we actually got to Colombia um we were going into our like our first cafe and oh my god the coffee is amazing but it was so funny because like the guy was giving me um free was it like a free uh coffee or a milkshake or something I don't know and then he gave me like a hat and he gave me something else and he kept giving me things and then my friend was like what how are you getting so many free things and I was like I don't know like people are just so lovely like I don't know and then she was like yeah you know I think I'll travel with you for a while since you get so much free stuff <laughs> I was laughing like I was like nah the people are just amazing like the Colombians are so happy I actually spent a couple of months there and oh it was so hard to leave but they're just amazing siempre alegre so happy all the time and just so vibrant and energetic and loving and hospitable and like you just have to go to Colombia. So guys I want to tell you about one of the special nights I had there. We were taking our dishes and plates and prepared food over to one of the islands and we also had a bonfire and we kind of sat around in these logged woods with music and oh, it was just so lovely and then I took it like a walk in the jungle there in the dark that was quite adventurous um but yeah thank god I had a, like kind of a torch with me and luckily I had no wi-fi for the week so my battery was always full on the phone um so it was great and I absolutely loved not having any access to internet it was great great like you know recharge and fully being present but yeah we were on the island having the bonfire and having a little dance and the music and then we made our way back to the boat that night 
and we had actually put up a hammock on the front of the boat and I was like just relaxing in it looking up at the starry sky watching the stars fall in the middle of the Caribbean like it was just like what is this real life like pinch me like somebody pinch me now please and next thing one of the sailors said look 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 Kate and I was like what and everybody else had gone to sleep and I looked down at the water and there was like four spotty, spotted eagle rays of what I could see. And I was like, oh my God. Well, I didn't scream because it didn't want to frighten them. But I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And I just, I'll never forget it. Like, I'll never forget seeing them. Uh, so beautiful, like such a beautiful species. And yeah, guys, I just, I can't even explain to you how mesmerized I was. You know, the stars were falling. I was just laying in a hammock in the middle of nowhere with no kind of, no cities, no towering skyscrapers, no dirty light pollution, just pure, untouched nature. And seeing those eagle rays was so special. And I mentioned it before to you as well that the eagle ray, like the spots are very unique to each individual it's like the fingerprint you know i told you as well before about the humpback like the tail print um that is that is the fingerprint that is the identification of each species so a, each single one has its own numbering of spots and unique detail and they can actually form schools of up to several hundred under the water like imagine seeing that like that night i saw a few of them together and it was so beautiful but like, oh, it's just like beyond beautiful. And they actually have this special thing on their nose where they can go near the seafloor and they can detect prey like under under the sand or under, you know, hard kind of coral, we'll say. So like, it's so cool the way each species is so adapted to its environment and the eagle ray is just like just please look it up on google and look how amazingly beautiful it is and if you can get a video actually on youtube and see how it glides and kind of yeah just glides so gracefully through the ocean so they are classified as near threatened on the red list um so it is very important that they stay protected um because again you know i always say we are in the midst of a sixth mass extinction so we need to protect the species and especially those that are in danger and near extinction. And I suppose these eagle ray in particular, like people would say if there's big trawlers out catching fish, like they might catch a little bycatch, then at other times it might get entangled or, you know, some people might just fish it for oil or for fish meal, which is like, it's disgusting really. Uh, I don't think people actually eat them because I don't think they're that nice apparently but you know they would put it into other products um, but it's it's a harsh reality but again you know this is why I guess as well I see the beauty in all of it you know and I want to I want to show you the beauty of them um, because they're not meant to be sought after to be killed you know they're meant to be there to live and experience this life on earth as well as us you know they, they're truly deserving of that as well so as well I suppose I'll give you an insight into the environmental issues on the islands one thing I did notice was a couple of the islands I visited there was just heaps of plastic and you know within the ocean we have these gyres currents 
that land plastic in certain parts of the globe basically so some of the islands like i was like what like is this paradise and some of them i just had loads of trash and there was nobody living on them they just had formed like a, a big rubbish bin so yeah that was pretty sad to witness that um and again it comes down to us and our consumption and our use of plastic because again it's not the local people that are doing that like it's not them it, it's us and our takeaway culture and throwaway culture it's just it's all it's all coming from you know people that actually aren't seeing the effects you know like we may not see the effects of our waste or our throwaway culture but they are experiencing the effects so again i would say watch your plastic consumption and always choose you know loose fruit and veg and again like always decline straws like you don't need plastic straw like you can like if you're great have a metal straw but i mean or steel or whatever sustainable material you use but like just be just be conscious of that that's all i'd say the other thing is sea level rise people are already being displaced from their communities and this is actually happening as well over in the french polynesia um say the eastern islands kind of if you look at like australia those kind of pacific islands all around there like it's it's very sad what's happening and i don't think people are aware of it that like people are having to get kind of passport relocations where they they where they will have to move to mainlands because their islands will be covered in water their homes destroyed and i have to I have to bring the harsh truth to you as well because this is what is happening right now and has been happening and people are being displaced every week and I guess it's just again for you to be aware about that that our carbon fuel fossil fuel burning is driving that it's driving the warming of the planet and again you know it's like the warming of the planet the greenhouse effect the gases are trapped the earth is heating up and so you know you have the glacier the ice melt and there's a whole line of events that follow that you know all the species that depend on the ice are then affected penguins polar bears all of them and yeah look it, it is quite a lot to take in i know that and as the optimist <laughs> i'm going to reel it back a bit but it's just to give you an understanding of what is happening and to understand that the fossil fuel burning is impacting. So wherever you can make a choice to burn less fossil fuel, make that choice, even if it's something simple, you know. Cycling your bike instead of the car, you know. Um, making sure the plugs are off, you know. All of these things do do take effect and like just one little step you know you you might trigger it in somebody else then you know you could say like hey maybe you shouldn't get those water bottles anymore because like even when they do go for recycling like are they actually being recycled because the plastic consumption in ireland is the highest in europe um so we need to look at all of that so again as i would say just take small steps choose the bicycle over the car some days perhaps you can invest in a, a reusable bottle you don't need to continue to buy plastic bottles all the time because it's driving demand 
and yeah just just be optimistic with me because the more people we have thinking optimistically the more action takes place because if we think of like oh we can't do anything you know humans are very powerful we have so much power and i believe that together we can create a better future you know we need we need to drive the change and we have such great ideas and so many people are like locked in their minds thinking like, oh no, I can't do that. But like, if we could just believe for a second, you know, maybe I could help. Maybe I have an idea. Like just throw the ideas out. Who cares? We've enough bad ideas going on in the world. Like throw the good ones out and take that small action. And, you know, yeah, it's all about positive change. We can do it, guys. So guys, my spiel is over. I want to say a big thank you for joining me today oh the sandblasts are unreal like if you can ever get there and have the opportunity to explore untouched islands indigenous communities and you might even be able to buy some of their handmade um, clothing accessories or yeah support the local people it's amazing you know what tourism actually is doing as well like ecotourism and yeah I really hope you enjoyed listening to the stories and experiences I always feel so much excitement when I think of the sandblast and those magical places yeah so I hope you enjoyed guys and if you have any feedback or you want to share it with a friend or anybody that might benefit from my podcast please do and as always I'll finish and say thank you to the patrons as always for supporting my work and allowing me to live the way I'm living and and keep working on this and I hope I can continue to do so with your help so guys I'm wishing you an amazing day it's actually Paddy's day so maybe I'll say happy Paddy's day um and have a gorgeous week ahead get out into nature keep the optimism high and just take those small steps you know and I might see you some of you online for my stories or my adventures and again if you if you if you like this episode don't 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 hesitate to reach out to me or share it with somebody it really means a lot to me and you're helping our mother earth just just don't forget that even by listening to this you're creating awareness and that's a positive step so feel good for that yeah have a good day guys ciao